You're listening to The Residential Movement, where the focus is on making in-home dental care normal instead of novel or niche. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Robinson, a house call dentist with a lot of passion for reaching patients who are best served in their home or residence. I'm here to encourage, equip, and empower dentists like you to begin offering in-home dental services for patients who cannot get to the office, while also enjoying a more balanced work life. We discuss everything from dentistry, business, ethics, mindset, and more. Listen in to learn how you can become a part of the residential movement. Hello there. It is that exciting time of year when I get to renew my malpractice insurance. So I feel like now is the perfect time to answer one of the questions that I get asked most frequently from other dentists once they find out I offer house calls. The question I'm referring to is, do you need a special kind of malpractice insurance in order to offer house calls? The short answer is no. You don't need a special kind of liability or malpractice insurance. You don't need a specific, quote, house call policy or anything like that. But even though there isn't a special kind of insurance, there are definitely important things that you need to know about malpractice insurance if you are going to offer house calls. So let's dive in. The first thing I want you to know is that malpractice insurance isn't always legally required. Depending on the state in which you live, you may not be obligated to carry a malpractice policy at all. If you are ultra wealthy, you may decide to be uninsured or what some would call self-insured. The average dental malpractice settlement is only $65,000, and even if $65K doesn't seem super unmanageable to you, you should also know that there have been some settlements into the millions of dollars range. Now, I know very few people whose lives wouldn't be drastically changed by a settlement into the millions of dollars, so I definitely recommend that you get yourself some liability insurance. I know that I'm not willing to practice without it at this point. Still, whether or not you care to be insured is completely, ultimately up to you. The reason I'm even mentioning the lack of an insurance requirement is because I don't want you to freak out if you began offering house calls before you checked in with your liability carrier. Now, let's say you've offered house calls, but you haven't checked in with them yet. I want you to know that there's a very high likelihood that you have not been covered while you're offering your house calls. But relax. While you may have been putting yourself at risk, you probably didn't break the law. So that's good news, right? Ideally, before you begin offering house calls, I want you to contact your current insurance carrier. Because again, you cannot assume that the malpractice policy you use for your chairside work will cover you when you're doing house calls. Many will not. Some policies are designed in such a way that they only cover you while you're practicing at a particular address or a singular practice location. You need to call your carrier and explicitly ask them if they'll cover you when you do home visits. If your carrier will not insure you for house calls, you need to begin your search for a new carrier. This sounds overwhelming and like a pain in the butt because it is. But don't worry, there are carriers out there who will not limit you to chairside work alone. Do not let the hunt discourage you. Remember, this work is too important for you to give up on. And who knows, you might get lucky like me. I have had the same occurrence policy that I began right after residency. My policy terms were always that I was covered at any practice location within my state, as long as I spent 51% of my time practicing within my home county. Luckily for me, most of my patients live in the same county as me, so this is a perfectly sufficient arrangement for me. I told you before that I don't have a special house call policy because I don't think such a policy exists. I simply have a standard policy that does not exclude home visits. I'm sure that my carrier wishes that I didn't offer house calls, but I've spoken with them, and there's nothing in my policy that actually prohibits that at all, whether they like it or not. The reason that many carriers won't cover you when you're doing house calls And the reason why even the ones who do cover them really don't like it is because they believe there's an increased likelihood of malpractice claims when you're practicing in someone's home. They have a point. 
When you're at somebody's home, there are many factors that are outside of your control. Your patients are more likely medically complex. There could be an abuse allegation if you're working alone with a patient. Finally, there has been very little established in terms of standard of care for dental house calls. These factors and more make them nervous to cover you. And these factors are the reason why, even once you're covered, it's still very important that you manage your risk. We could do an entire podcast on risk management alone. Email me at hello at residentialmovement.com if you're interested in that topic. But in short, when you start your dental house call practice, be prepared with emergency measures, practice to the highest standard of care, be cautious about case selection, refer when necessary, document everything, and have the proper consents and disclosures in place. This all sounds like common sense and like the same reminders I'd give to any dental practice owner, but as a house call dentist, it is even more important to manage your risk here. We are in an emerging field. It's great because we get the chance to forge the standards here, but it's risky. While all of this malpractice talk can be overwhelming, let me share some good news with you. Depending on your schedule, you may be a full-time house call dentist and only have to pay for a part-time malpractice policy. I work four days a week, nearly full-time, but I spend a lot of time sterilizing, note-taking, packing, driving. In my full workday, I generally only see three to four patients a day, and if these appointments are 60 to 90 minutes long, I know I do not spend more than 20 clinical hours a week doing dentistry. If your schedule is anything like mine, you may be able to get away with paying for only a part-time policy. If you're curious about what your schedule could look like as a house call dentist, please check out my free guide called A Day in the Life of a House Call Dentist at residentialmovement.com slash a day in the life. So finding the right liability carrier can be a significant challenge today. But in the future, my hope is that there are just so many house call dentists that house call friendly policies will become widely available. Until then, keep on doing your best. I am proud of you for considering the field of dental home care. Your patients and likely patients in future generations will be very, very grateful that you ventured into this field. I hope this was a helpful dive into the world of malpractice and cleared up any questions that you may have had about it. If you're interested in becoming a house call dentist and discussing topics like this in even more detail, consider joining Dental House Call Practice Academy. This online training is the only training of its kind for dentists to help you create your dental house call practice. Dental House Call Practice Academy will be open for enrollment very, very soon. Visit residentialmovement.com DHCPA to join the waitlist and be the first one to know when enrollment is open. As always, whether you decide to pursue dental home care or not, consider supporting those in need of it by contributing to the Home Smile Care Foundation. Visit homesmilecarefoundation.org for more information. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm very grateful for your interest in house call dentistry. I am so excited for you, and I appreciate you. That's a wrap on this episode of The Residential Movement. If you like what you heard today, please leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share this with them. All of these actions help fuel the residential movement. Visit residentialmovement.com for show notes and for access to any links referenced in this episode. Thanks again for listening, Doc. Keep up the good work.